Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. I would like to put the spotlight on Rishi Sunak, the new Prime Minister, or new at the moment, the new Prime Minister of the UK, who um, has recently had quite turbulent entry into the, the hotspot for the government's governance of the UK. Now, Rishi is a Taurus. And he has his son conjunct Mercury in Taurus. Um, and, you know, when the sun and Mercury together, there is a real assurance of how you might speak and what you say. And what you say is written in blood. It's solid, dependable and, and always right. Even if someone else thinks you're wrong, you are always right. So this sun in Taurus, sun Mercury in Taurus person um, has got the serious um, way of speaking to people that really will allow him to govern and uh, make really good points, really speak to people, make the right points in the right way and be actually quite dominant and dynamic with it. Rishi also has a single-minded moon in Aries. That makes things quite emotionally simple and clear. You understand them quite, you know, get rid of all the fluff around it and be really dynamic and clear about you, what you feel and what you think um, with that Aries. Because Aries is also the mind. So when you have a moon in Aries, it's like a thinking emotional pattern. It becomes, it can become very clear. Um, but so what, what makes someone become, how, you know, how do you know that you're going to become the prime minister of the UK? What happens? Do you have that as your ambition? Because people know famously that Boris Johnson always wanted to be the prime minister of the UK. And I think in the UK, people don't go, oh, I'm going to be the prime minister. Or like in America, I'm going to be the president. It's much more um, in the vernacular, as it were. But over here in the UK, we're a bit more shy about what we want to, to do and be and not that openly ambitious. So it's quite interesting that a friend of mine's husband um, was at Stanford at, with Rishi. And Rishi was saying then, I'm going to be the prime minister of the United Kingdom. And I think that's quite a profound statement to make. Um, for a young Asian boy who has actually come from nothing. I know people are saying his family are billionaires and he won't understand, but he has, his family have worked themselves up from nothing. So, you know, good good on him for that. And um, I think that's a powerful statement to make. And I think um, the moon in Aries would have helped him come to that decision. Um, and also the sun conjunct Mercury in Taurus would have helped him say it with such clarity and determination. So good on you, Rishi. But really, his this started on the 31st of July, 1st of August, in the much lauded conjunction between Mars, the North Node and Uranus. That was a very powerful conjunction to really change things. And it's like a superpower meeting between the three to blow open the doors of the future. And for the UK, this was a major square for the UK because it squared, this conjunction squared the UK's Saturn in Leo on one side and that's and on one side. Yeah, sorry. This for the UK, it was squaring the UK's Saturn in Leo. And then on the other side, it was squaring the UK's Venus in Aquarius. And in opposition, it was opposite the UK's Neptune in Scorpio. So this this little conjunction that we were well, big conjunction that we were 
I have done a whole podcast on, so do listen to that, is like, you know, it's that bit in in the, the is it the French Connection? What's that film when Michael Caine goes, I only said blow the bloody doors off. So really that was what this conjunction was like. It was like, oh God, the whole house has come down. And this is the interesting thing about a fixed square like this, which I will explain. So the UK has got a T-square with the Venus in Aquarius and Saturn in Leo opposite each other. And then the square to that is the Neptune in Scorpio. So that's the T-square. And often when you've got a T-square, we talk about the invisible place, the place where there are no planets on the opposite to the Neptune, which would make it a square. So the T-square on its own is like a conundrum. It's a set of issues that sometimes you can't get your head around. It's a fixed problem. And it's especially fixed when it's in fixed signs like Scorpio, Tor no, sorry, this is like Scorpio, Leo and Aquarius as this fixed square is. And they're rubbing up against each other. They're, they're churning each other. You know, they can be playfully churning each other and they could be nice flirtatious, but it is exciting. And, um, but it kind of means they're not aligned as well. They're rubbing up against each other and it causes friction and it causes kind of disquiet. But also from that disquiet, it also is hugely creative. And it creates this, this, you know, you've got to take action here. You've got to move. You've got, you know, you've got to, it makes you think. It makes you, it's the, the little seed in the oyster that creates the pearl. So that's kind of where a lot of, I guess, the UK's creativity come from. And it's a subversive creativity. It's not, um, um, you know, it's streetwise, really street. It's a bit, you know, it's coming up from, from the grit. And so therefore this T-square or a T-square, it can have a, an element of eccentricity to it. So it, it will make things a little subversive and not necessarily classically ordinary. It's going to be a little bit different. So the the if you're going to make it, the, so the T-square is like a triangle. So we need the point on the other side to make it a, a full square. And that point is, if it's empty, it's often, if it gets passed by a transit, it will kick the T-square off into action. And of course, we had this triple conjunction there that really did blow this up, blow the doors up for the UK. So whatever moves into that square, you know, it can really collapse the whole idea of things and blow things apart. Or it can strengthen the square so nothing moves. So it creates the square and a square is like a box, a cube, or houses are squares. You know, it's strong, it's immovable, it's built to last. You know, it's a square. It does what it says on the tin. And obviously with a fixed square like this is because Taurus is the fourth sign there, and that's also a fixed sign. It is super immovable. So whatever happens in that fourth point, the empty space for the UK, as an example, if Saturn were to move into that empty space, it would mean there'd be commitment and potentially restriction and things would go slower and things probably wouldn't move very fast. And that, that square would fix firm and that situation would be built to last. However, in this example, in, in what happened in end of July, beginning of August, we had this uh, explosive Mars North Node Uranus conjunction. And it was like the dynamite that blows rock apart. It really was a powerful move. And for the UK, that was that was huge because it was in the UK's empty space of of its square. Now, obviously, what followed shortly after that was the death of the Queen. Now, 
the, the death of the queen wasn't connected to where the conjunction happened. The, the death of the queen was connected to the Saturn in Leo, and Leo is the monarchy, obviously, and Saturn in Leo uh, for the UK. So it was like that conjunction happened and then it ricocheted round the square. So that first thing, you know, what happened from there was the, the queen, um, the Saturn in Leo was being activated and we got the unfortunate death but unfortunate, but I guess expected death of the Queen from this um, triple conjunction. And opposite that Saturn in Leo, we had, the we, UK has Venus in Aquarius. And, you know, that's that Venus in Aquarius, when that's going to get activated, um, the, the Venus is opposite Saturn. So that's probably why we kind of have this love-hate relationship with our, you know, the Venus in, you know, that's where we have our values in being a people that won't be ruled. But that's why we have a love-hate relationship with our royalty. But also at the time, that Venus in Aquarius was having a transit by Saturn. So Saturn for the UK in transit was opposite the UK's Saturn as well. And, you know, that brings, obviously, is going to bring about hard times for our royalty. So, you know, there was another ricochet happening on the other side. So when that triple conjunction happened, it was squaring the other side of the UK's T-square, which was the Venus in Aquarius, which was having its Saturn transit. So that is where the heartbreak for the people came around. And it was a real, um, yeah, it was really quite an emotional time that followed from this. And as I say, it didn't happen on the day, but it happened like a month after so that the ricochet was going to kind of ripple out in the months that followed. The other side to this square, the other end of the square is the Neptune in Scorpio. And, you know, so when, when the triple conjunction of Mars, North Node, Uranus happened, it's bang opposite the UK's Neptune in Scorpio. And Neptune is like the big sea, it's fathomless. And the obviously the Scorpio side of it is the shadow. So there's this fathomless shadow. And it's this idea of the subconscious being really opened up. And so I feel like with the death of the queen that did follow, it was like the subconscious manifestation and real, we had to change the movement. This big, deep, vast subconscious of the UK was being really moved and churned up. So there was dark thoughts, there was grief. And, um, made a huge shift because the Queen is so deeply embedded in the UK or has been so deeply embedded in what is the UK's subconscious of the country, of who we are. And we didn't even know it. We didn't even know it until she died that that's how she was held within all of us. And of course, we are all one. And so to have her as our figurehead, I think that that Neptune in Scorpio, we didn't realise it, but now it's being churned up by this triple conjunction. But also with that, this this idea of Neptune in Scorpio, there's this fathomless well of toxicity. Uh, and because it's for the government in, in what and, and the UK, that what our government get up to. Uh, not, not, you know, lots of governments get up to really bad stuff, but there is a layer of that. And this was coming up at the time of the conjunction, because at the time it was Partygate in the UK, when most of the people couldn't go and see their loved ones because we were in, in lockdown. We couldn't see our loved ones. We were masked. We couldn't go to funerals. We couldn't. And here was, um, you know, num number 10. Um, well, no, actually, that was the year before, but the 
the investigation into this idea that the Tory party, the party in government, were having parties while we were not able to see our loved ones. So this was quite a big thing about how unruly, how disruptive and toxic are our government to do one thing, do one thing behind our backs and say another to our faces. I mean, that was really another idea of how this came about because although the parties were going on for a while the investigation to them was happening around this in July and into this debacle with this Neptune in Scorpio becoming active um, in walks Rishi Sunak to this fiasco and he actually resigned around this time he was resigned in July 2022 um, and his letter says you know the public rightly expect government to be conducted properly competently and seriously and these standards are worth fighting for I mean how um, that's so Mercury and Taurus you know we've got to keep our standards and um, but he was really highlighting that Neptune in Scorpio, there's stuff going on that we need to address and get hold of. And it was out of control. So there was Rishi. That was kind of Rishi's first play into becoming prime minister, because, as I say, this whole square, it would ricochet out over the weeks afterwards, not just on that July conjunction. And of course, that July con conjunction was the explosive dynamite that would blow apart the whole rock face of the UK's government, royalty, all those things. Now, Rishi's own son and Rishi's Mercury is at 20 and 21 degrees of Taurus, which is exactly where the triple conjunction of Mars, North Node and Uranus happened. I mean, it's it's an accident waiting to happen, if you want to call it an accident. Um, so this is an exact point. And he was a central figure in the explosion. Some people may say he stabbed um, Boris in the back. But I think, you know, that, that could have happened anyway. But he was just the key player. And obviously his by speaking out loud about this, you know, he was the explosion, the, the mercurial element of that. It was his mercury um, that entered that and was ignited by Mars, North Node, Uranus to fill that empty space and make things happen. Now, as I've said before, when you have that square, that that square can the empty the when the empty space get filled to create the square, that square can either be the explosion that ricochets around and slowly collapses it, but it also can be the idea, like the, if Saturn were there, that that this creates the square and then makes it strong and committed and steady and has good foundations. And so that your square is going to last forever or for a long time anyway. So when we in walks Rishi, we have already had the conjunction that blew, blows it and really ricochets around that square. But actually, Rishi actually has his son and Mercury in Taurus, which is like, my word is my command. It's loyal. It's steadfast. It's if a little bit boring. And, and you know, it's probably why he kind of likes the idea of trading with money because Taurus really does rule our money here. Um, and he's probably very good at, at what he does. He does what he says he's going to do. And, and that's a relief for someone in government. Now, we can compare this to Liz Truss, who also has Taurian placements, but and her Mars is also on this spot. Her, her Mars in Taurus is, is right next to that triple conjunction, um, and it would have also helped create a, 
add to the fixed square for the UK. But because this is Mars in Taurus, Mars in Taurus is like a bull in a china shop. So here is Liz Truss, who became PM Prime Minister straight after this conjunction. Here's Liz Truss coming in like a bull in a china shop, came in from out of nowhere, like middle management person, rising up to become the prime minister. She came in, crashed into the the UK's government, crashed the economy and then walked out again. Really, you know, six weeks, the shortest prime minister ever. And so when you think that 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 was her Mars on that spot, it's kind of typical of what Mars might do. I'm here, and also Uranus was there, let's not forget. So Uranus, I'm coming in, I'm going to crash the economy, and I'm going to walk out again. It's so bull in a china shop for dear old Liz Truss. Now, Liz Truss is a Leo, and I hate to discredit anyone, and I also just hate to discredit a fellow Leo, but you know, her her son is very early Leo, so she's still got her Leo L plates in, plates on, so she has the bravado and the idea and the the largesse of ideas and mind to come in and do this, but I think also it was her Jupiter in Aries that probably gave her the confidence, the too, too much confidence the ego to be able to go, I can do this. So it wasn't just the Leo aspects, it's Jupiter, which expands everything in Aries, which is the ego. So she would have gone, yep, give that to me. And and that's how she did her little um, you know, bull in the china shop action of coming in and um, where Rishi is going to come in as a much more steady and honest and dependable energy. But coming back to uh, Rishi Sunak, you know, that conjunction, triple conjunction, blew the doors off to allow his sun Taurian, Mercury Taurian energy to enter and hold the square. So we kind of had a, an example of both the idea that it blew blows it apart and also the idea that it then um, holds fixed square. And it's quite funny, you know, Rishi had a part to play in this, obviously. Um, his his Mercury obviously wrote that resignation letter about you know serious conduct, Sotorian, and um, you know there was President Biden going Rashid Sunak um, or whatever he called him, he pronounced mispronounced his name badly, and then said, well, what's going on in the UK? Go figure, go figure. Oh my God! So um, you know, getting the name wrong um, for this is also like Mars Uranus, quite crazy times. That of course he's going to get. Rashid's name wrong. But Rishi has got the staying power. He is uh, the Sun, Mercury, Taurus that has the fixed firm energy to hold the UK square, which is, you know, which is really needed at this time. And where Liz Truss has Jupiter in Aries to give her an, 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 sorry, to give her an augmented sense of ego, Rishi has got his moon in Aries and that's the emotional single-mindedness, the drive, the emotional drive to get things done and also to say I'm going to be Prime Minister of the UK 20 years before you even get there. Rishi also has good qualities of Virgo, the Virgo. He has Jupiter, Mars and Saturn retrograde 
in Virgo. And I think these are all good things. The, the Jupiter is at zero degrees Virgo. So it really is going to open up this whole idea of the analytical mind of what needs to be done to be in service to something. It's detail orientated. And with Mars there as well, I mean, it's double whammy of incredible analytical mind, you know, the utter discernment and p- be able to pick apart really complex data, figures, ideas. Um, And that's probably why he made such a good banker, you know, with this hugely detail orientated. And he's still learning about this. He's really going for great guns and can be respected when when you say that he's he was once a banker. I, I bet he was a good one. And also he once worked really hard because that Saturn retrograde in at 20 degrees at the other end, the third decan, just into the third decan of Virgo, is where the service idea comes from. And where all that hard work, you know, where he used to work for free just to get training. Was it for really for free? Apparently it was. He used to work in the Indian restaurant in Southampton. But he, you know, he's trustworthy. He'll do his due diligence. He's very careful and hardworking. He is in service and he gets the idea of service rather than governance in a way or um although his north node is in leo so there is this aspect that his mission is to lead but with a south node in uh, aquarius then his idea is i'm doing this for the people so it's a really good combination rishi also has his venus in gemini it's at 29 degrees gemini which is the anoretic degree of any sign 29 degrees it kind of it's the last chance saloon and it's the the degree that if you don't do something with it, it brings about a crisis. It means you have to do something here. It's your last opportunity. And Venus will hold our values. Venus is, um, you know, what we magnetise to eat ourselves as well and how we might feel about things. And there's Gemini here on the 29th, 29th degree. He really has a complicated way of of feeling, magnetizing data and ideas. You know, he, he really is, you know, I think a 29 degree something is often, it becomes much more powerful in the chart. So his Venus in Gemini is way complicated. And he has the opportunity here now to <clears throat> unravel so much data and complications and, and really understand them more so than anyone else will be able to do. So, he, he's very clever with this and it but also tricky it can be quite tricky you, you can run circles around you run rings around anyone but also be quite charming with it venus in gemini can flirt and charm the birds out of the bee out of the birds out of the bees he can charm the birds out of the trees he really is and now you see that in his first prime minister's question time it's when you know the prime minister stands up and has to talk to the house um he was excellent he was you know compared to liz trust but also dash of boris the other gemini as well you know he was funny he was astute he held his ground he was really polite as well and um you know I, I, he was very impressive if you were watching it is worth watching that it's also worth watching liz truss's prime minister's question time because it was utterly cringeworthy and embarrassing um sorry liz but it was so as I say, I sometimes think the 29 degrees placements are take over the chart, you know, and I think this placement for Rishi, as much as he's got strong other placements to really drive uh, the UK and hold it and take it with him, um, 
this placement is going to help him fulfill his destiny properly. It really is quite a powerful one. And of course, we have Mars going retrograde in Gemini. It doesn't get to his um, Venus because retro it retrogrades now from 25 degrees. So it won't be until, um, you know, until it passes in March, February, March, it comes back no, no, it works. Sorry, yes, it'll pass back in February, March. Your Mars will pass over this point, um, and it moves into Cancer in March. So it won't be until then. I think when Mars retrograde in Gemini is clearing out a lot of dross that we don't need, and and that's what Rishi's going to be doing because when Mars comes along and crosses his, his Venus in Gemini, I think he's going to have a master plan, and we might not see that till March next year when the next budget comes through, potentially, I really think that is going to be a powerful time uh, for him and the UK. But really what I'm saying is this is an extremely astute, charming and dynamic uh, snake oil salesman. He really could sell what we say here. We can sell uh, coal to the Newcastle. So, um, you know, I'm sounding like I'm really a big fan, but I'm just quite impressed with his chart, the tenacity in his chart and the cleverness in his chart. But yeah, watching out, there is, you know, as an agent of the World Economic Forum, he could be selling snake oil here. So, and we wouldn't know it. We really wouldn't know it. So um, there's Rishi Sunak and how he came to power. I hope you've enjoyed that. Please do give me any feedback or questions. I'd love to talk more about this. Um, we have the um, midterm elections going on. So my next episode is going to be about the results of the midterm elections and the charts of also President Biden. Go figure. Anyway, uh, blessings and peace to you all and keep your vibe high and illegitimate non-carborundum. That's my dad always said, as you know, don't let the bastards get you down. Thank you and hope to see you next episode.